Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. I'm very proud to say that we have Neil and George once again. Welcome back, you guys. Well, hello there. I'm Neil. Hi, George. <laughs> How are you, George? And that's George. No one even knows who anyone is I'm anymore. totally confused. Exactly. You can't tell us apart totally at confused. all. Mm-hmm. No, no one know, knows where George so much ends alike. and Neil begins. <gasps> we are an Ouroboros of podcasting. There, there you go. By the, oh, like by the way, Gary, o- overanalyze? I, I disagree. I think this is exactly the level of analysis that these movies deserve. I, I mean, I, 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 I rightly agree. Uh, we we are we wouldn't <laughs> we will, be doing this otherwise. I, I rightly I would hope so. agree. We wouldn't be doing exactly. this if it weren't the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh alright oh man today we're talking about minute 128 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone minute 128 starts <laughs> with Harry sl- still slowly making his way down the staircase and it ends mm-hmm. with Quirrell sneering about Snape a lot of S's a lot of little alliteration there yeah, yeah. sneering about Snape your I mean, sibilants are off the chart we'll uh We'll get to that he at the end of the minute, but when he's talking about, uh, I would have succeeded <laughs> if if <laughs> Snape wasn't muttering his little counter curse. You know, oh, yeah. Ian Hart does a oh my an god amazing. Let's job. wait. Okay, wait, oh wait. We'll get to Ian Hart. We'll get to Ian Hart because the next couple minutes are so yeah good. They are. Yeah, they are. First, I have staircase talk. But first, we've got a lot of stairs. We've got a lot of stairs to cover, guys. We have a lot so of I have, I have something. <laughs> I have something that I want to point out about these stairs that always bugs me. So you have all of this okay. real estate okay. leading up to this room, and there's like got to be like a thousand stairs, and they did nothing on these <laughs> stairs to do any sort of like last thing. To like stop whoever's coming down to get the Sorcerer's Stone, and this movie was directed by Christopher Columbus. Come on, you put some spikes on there, maybe put some micro machines, something on there. Where's the tar? You know the nails. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, no, I missed have, opportunity. Well, yeah, definitely. I I want to see Harry doing the the Kevin McAllister ch- hands on his cheeks. <laughs> screaming <His> face <laughs> mouth open. Yeah. he comes down the stairs and ah. sees who's down there ah. <laughs> you're not my mom I, I have an issue I have an issue with the staircase behind Harry okay Okay. Mm-hmm. so this entire um, through once they've gone through the trap door every room has led like one room into the next. There there doesn't seem to be any offshoots that go in other directions. Like the path is pretty straight. They don't get lost trying to find where where the mirror is. However, behind Harry as he's descending the staircase, there is a fork in 
the stairs. Yes. Where like yeah, there's more if than he one turns room around, he could go off in another direction. Uh, mm. Where does that lead? Why are there multiple staircases that lead into this room? What other rooms lo- like? The layout of this well, is even do- more absurd than I thought. But is it, uh, is, so another is question is, is how, how he... many subterranean caves are there at Hogwarts? <laughs> I, uh, more than just one. This one and a no, shoot. there's more than stuff. one because the Chamber of Secrets is a subterranean exactly. cave. Exactly. So if, if, even if there's just these two, why put the Sorcerer's Stone, which is like this magnificently powerful thing, at the very bottom of a very obvious route? Why not? They would have been more effective if they'd stuck it in a broom cupboard or given it to a house elf. Honestly, like... I, the the them hiding the the stone in the mirror at the end of this long elaborate is is all pointless. There's no there's no oh, need oh, for. Oh, don't get me started on the mirror, Gary. And don't no, the mirror. there's no need for any of it. If they had just put the stone in the mirror and left the mirror standing in the middle of the freaking great hall, no one would have ever been able to like. I don't think. I I I I don't think. That they need any other protections. I don't think they need Harry to... Harry doesn't need to go take the stone out of the mirror. That's not what this is about. The stone in the mirror is enough to prevent Voldemort from getting it. Harry being there puts it in more jeopardy than less. I imagine that he's been coming down here trying to retrieve the stone a lot. I don't think this is the first night that Snape has made this... Or that Quirrell has tried to make this move. Um... I don't know. I don't know. It's maybe, maybe. They no, I mean, uh, it, it pretty much says he know. tried before, but you never got down there. Well, even if he did get down there, we see Quirrell standing in front of the mirror, and he can't get the stone out. The only way you can get the stone out is if you mm. if you want it not for yourself. If you want it for for pure heartless reasons, like to retrieve the stone, not to use it, then you can well, retrieve it. Wait, he, he hasn't. He hasn't managed to do it. Yet, do you think? But do you think that Coral would 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 be able to figure it out? With with Voldemort's influence, who knows? Possibly, maybe. I don't think so. I think that I think that the system is pretty foolproof because the only person who's going to be able to get it is someone who doesn't need money and someone who's too young to appreciate what mortality is. Yeah, uh, I, I I just feel like Voldemort's got enough up his sleeve to be able to work around these things. Uh, technically, so at this is, moment, he doesn't have sleeves. He doesn't even have arms. Well, he's <laughs> borrowing Quirrell's sleeves. <laughs> but he's got enough in the turban to be able to deal with this. How about that? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but even then, I don't think I don't think that Dumbledore expects Harry to be able to get the stone out of the mirror either. Like, that's not the... The plan is not, not to retrieve the stone. Um, I think the plan is to... Is to stop Quirrell. Like... I, I, mm. I think the reason that Dumbledore is okay with letting Harry go down here, why he makes, why, why it, the, the whole trials are set up so that he is the only one to enter this room is because he knows that, that, that Harry has this protection. Um, Voldemort wasn't able to kill him when he was a toddler. The sacrifice of his mother is what kept him alive then and is still a, enough of a, a powerful, uh, mo- not, not motivator, but enough of a, enough of a defense that I don't hmm. think that, that Dumbledore is worried that Harry's going to get injured or hurt in any way here, really. I don't know if he knows that, that, that Voldemort would be destroyed coming face-to-face with Harry, or that Harry 
putting mm. his hands upon Quirrell, Squirrel, uh, 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 spoilers for next week, will uh, will end him. But I don't think that he thinks that Harry's going to be hurt in any way in this uh, in this encounter either. I th- I do think that Harry being able to pull the stone out causes more trouble um, mm. than the encounter otherwise. Do, can I just go back to the stairs? For a <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, did um do we do we think Harry came all the way down the long stairs behind him, or did he come through this little alleyway? That alcove-looking offshoot. Um. I don't know. Let's. I. I want to see. I think, we've only seen him I, on the second part, this like lower part. Yeah, it looks like there's are, like a platform between the two sets. It's of not stairs. explicit. Yeah. In my mind, the 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 chess game is is through that little alleyway. Oh, and then like the long corridor. staircase is like a like a shortcut back. That's out. your way out. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's your yeah. Main but where does that go? To, the great back hall. Back up to the level. Yeah, it goes up to the main level of, or maybe the sub basement, and then you go up to the ground floor of the castle. Hmm. School. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That I don't know. That's how that's how I kind of had it in my mind anyway. Yeah, they go through the trap floor on the third floor, and then and then the floor plan makes no the... sense after that. Yeah, it's magic. It's magic. And also, there, there seems to be a little um, just you know before you get to that big long staircase that goes up. There's a little kind of platform. Yeah. See, I would like a little bench there, just to take a rest. There's a lot of stairs here. There are a lot. Is of it a full like, platform you know, could, or just nine and three quarters a little, of a platform? Little water tank, you know, little something. Perfect place to to take a break. Just sit down and. You've got a lot of stairs coming up. You know, you're gonna go all the way, all, all the way up those stairs. Need a little rest. You might as well just get it and get it done. Don't sit and wait. You just make make more work for yourself. <laughs> I, uh, that's fair. Mm. That's fair. Mm. There's, there's also did, another um, break because there's more mm. stairs. Like there's a break. Harry walks, um, he gets to the bottom of this staircase. He, he, his, his scar yeah. hurts and it looks like he's on level yeah. ground, but then there's more stairs that sink yeah. into the room where the mirror is at. This, uh, mm. this space that the mirror is in is, I feel like it would be a good like theater space. There's, there's. I feel like nice it'd be little... very loud and drafty, and there'd be very echoes. It'd be kind of hard to hear. It'd be a very bright room. Mm-hmm. I, I like this room. What do you think it's for? Like, I'm sure it's. I mean, theater might be good down there, but I'm sure it's not what no. it was put there for. I... When Hogwarts design was designed, it was put there specifically for showdowns with dark wizards. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is where the dueling club would normally meet. They're like, oh, we need a showdown room. Oh, okay. Well, let's. Okay, we'll put a lot of stairs, and then a couple of more tiers, and then a giant open space. The the the, the stairs in this in this room are leveled so that they could be used as a uh, as like a like like seats like arena seating. People are sitting looking down on the the duel that's happening yeah. in the center of the room. I don't know. That's silly. Could be. Who knows? <laughs> I've I've been kind of assuming since we've been going through this. I've been kind of assuming that like once they went through the door into the third floor corridor, like once they went into the room with Fluffy, like all bets are off. Like I think that everything that exists within this is mm. is is just part of an extension charm on that room or something. Because it doesn't make sense for them to yeah. be like. There's no. 
I mean, it's not, it's not that there's no way that they could do this, but the Dumbledore mentions that the third floor corridor, that that corridor, that one particular space is off limits. It's mm. not like, oh, mm. the west wing of floors three through the basement are all off limits and you mm. can't go on. Like, no, like, if someone goes on the second floor and then walks off in the direction of where Fluffy, like below Fluffy's room, I don't think that that's where the devil snare is. Like, it, it doesn't. I don't know. I think hmm. you have to, you'd have to section off a hey, lot. Gary, you'd have Gary. to cordon off a lot more. What? Gary, I what? have a theory for hmm. you. Okay. What if? It's magic. What if the door on the third floor is opening to the room of requirement? Mm, I, I do. And all of this conceptually, is just within that, that, that folding I think it's space that makes the room thing? of requirement exactly what needs to be done. I think it's, ooh, ooh. No, no, because... Because the room of requirement generates, um, uh, I don't, I think that it this works in a similar way to the room of, of the requirement, but it does so when it's, re- but if it maybe has like a setting, so it's like switch to stone guarding. And so now they set the levels and everything. And so when you go in there, you see what you're supposed to see, not what you would see if it was just in its normal mode. <laughs> normal mode. I don't. Magic. <laughs> Magic. The, the, Magic the, it can't be the room of requirement because when there's no one in the room, the door fades away. Yeah, but you know who's in the room the whole time? Fluffy. fluffy. Okay. This is all just fluffy. I don't know. I don't know. I do think that it works a similar way. I think there must be some sort of like enlargement charm on the inside of the room or something to contain the rest of the, the, rest of the space. I think it's all Fluffy's dream. He's still snoozing on top of that trapdoor. <laughs> this is all, 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 it's all in Fluffy's head. How did Dumbledore get the mirror down there? Hand cart. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he, maybe he could, sh- maybe he shrank it with his wand and then enlarged mm. it when they got to the. Engordio. Maybe he has a little like bag of holding like, uh, like, like, like Hermione does. No, yeah, that's, that's, just shoves it in there. <laughs> It's a big mirror. It is a big mirror. Those only carry two or three hundred pounds. That's gotta be a pretty heavy mirror. Yeah. And it provided it's a good provided it's a completely empty bag of holding. Well, Hermione's Hermione has a lot that she pulls out of that bag too. She has like an entire She has a tent. Uh, yeah. And camp setup. Yeah. And it's not just a little tent. It's an enormous... Mm-hmm. So basically Harry Potter setup, is yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons where the rules don't matter and you can just do whatever you want. It's magic. It's magic. This this mirror, it needs a good clean, doesn't it? It, needs it does. A good bit of Windex on it. It's got... It's so smudged and... It's got those uh, the antique yeah, Stuff well, that that's when the silver backing between the glass is coming mm-hmm. loose. So that's not in the smudges. That's just that's age. It's just old. Ah. Yeah. But it's a magic mirror. It should. It shouldn't. <laughs> Who knows? Do you think if you hold yeah. a mirror up in front of the mirror of Erised, it sees a young mirror? Or does oh. it see a window? What does the mirror see in the reflection of the mirror? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's silly. It sees a window you, looking you, out George, on a. You, on, on you, a on you ready a, to talk about this? George, you ready to talk about this mirror? Let's talk about this mirror. All right. Although, first, I want to ask: Is that Brian Benben in the turban? It. it what do you mean? It, what do you mean in the turban? 
<laughs> the guy who plays Quirrell, I know you said his name is earlier, but he looks just Ian like Hart. Brian Benbin, who is a um, he was an actor who was on a HBO sitcom back in the nineties. No, it's he uh, also it's... starred in Radio Land Murders, written by George Lucas. Oh, no, it's uh, it's Ian Hart in the um, mm-hmm. in the turban and. I think he's incredible in this scene, especially because I was thinking mm. about this earlier when I was taking my notes. Like this whole movie, he's been the meek kind of quiet, like background. And he doesn't character. get very you don't even much really think him. Or... Al- yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. he does appear in in <clears throat> several different moments um, throughout the and movie. Then he uses his. Then he turns around and uses his Hoyt action voice. <sighs> it's so good. I like. What? I like when he turns around and Harry. Harry's like, no, it. You, it can't be you, it, Snape. He was, and uh, I just, I like. Uh, if it, it, at that point, right? At that point, if Quirrell had just turned around and said, like, like, oh, Harry, thank God you're here. I just followed Snape down here. Wouldn't he just totally buy it? No, I, I, mean, th- I think, I think at this point, he's. I think his, uh, his sort of confidence that, um. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, no, I don't think he cares to keep up the deception any longer. Like this, yeah, Harry's only an eleven-year-old child, and and he He'll might have come him. down the staircase and found him. But like, yeah, yeah, like th- this kid isn't a threat to me. Like, why am I going to keep up this act when? So he has that moment. Mm. He has that. He's like mm. uh, Snape. He's, he says he does seem like the type, doesn't he? Next to him, who would suspect? <laughs> Poor. Stuttering Professor Quirrell. I like the I like the back and forth. I love that he goes from this like sneer to that like quivering mm. sort of like nervousness, and then you just see it like all fall away back into that like kind of sinister. Oh, he's so good. Yes, but then he falls prey to terminal monologuing. He does. <laughs> yes. I don't care. I like his monologuing. He, he's now let us have exposition. Mm-hmm. Harry's like, wait, like, but at the Quidditch match, Snape tried to kill me, and he goes, I tried to kill you. Yes, let Quirrell tell you all the things that you were wrong about Snape. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I wrote, I literally wrote (laughs) out this little bit of monologue, because I love it so much. I do love this monologue, This is the end of the, I wrote it out, and it says, no, dear boy, I tried to kill you. And trust me, if Snape's cloak hadn't caught fire and broken my eye contact, I would have succeeded. Even with Snape muttering his little counter curse. And Harry's like, oh, Snape tried to save me. He's like, yeah, that's right, you little well, that's jerk. that's tomorrow. I know. I'm like, yeah. yeah <laughs> I would have liked I'm it if Snape like, wasn't trying to kill you. Snape is your father, Harry. And then just laughing. He was like, wait, no! what? And then just watch him be <laughs> no! all uncomfortable. Because he would believe him. That's impossible. And then, no! and then his hand gets cut off. And, and you know. Yeah. Mr. Harry's Harry's a totally dark like, tone. Like Peter Pettigrew, he's just going to have the Oh, like a metal hand. hand. Oh, man. Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone is on a very dark note. And then, yeah. And then the next one, there's bears. <laughs> bears. Perfect. No, in the next one, there's a giant snake. Mm-hmm. The Empire yeah. Snake's back. <laughs> the Empire Snake's back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I just... Oh, God. I love Ian Hart so much in these minutes. I... He's so good. I wish we like. No, I don't. But like, it's I like want his more defining of moment is I like. Want more of, oh, it's so good. Is he related to Melissa Joan Hart? I don't think so. Because he definitely seemed to be much. Clarissa explaining it all in this. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I doubt very much because I don't think Melissa Joan Hart is uh, is English. So. No, I think we don't know. Uh, she's she's Caucasian. I'm pretty sure she's probably English at some point. <laughs> oh, I I mean, I guess that's kind of true. That's but, uh, I I doubt very much. Although, yes, you're 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 right. It would explain some stuff. He didn't do much. Uh, he didn't really do many other kind of big movie roles, right? He, I, he's more of a TV actor, this guy. Yeah, I didn't recognize no, anything no, else. No, but he was uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in Finding Neverland. Oh. Mm, that's true, yeah. That's the only thing I know him from other than this. Yeah, I didn't recognize him from anything else. He played um, he played John Lennon a bunch of times. Um, mm. He's Liverpoolian himself, um, oh. so obviously that <laughs> makes it a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, it in there. He, he was on one episode of Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, we talked about this. I think he was on one episode of Agents of Shield. Oh really? Which well, one? he did. He um, he played a character named Doctor Franklin Hall. It was the one with um, the the guy that cr- found the like gravitonium or whatever, and uh, Sky has to go in and infiltrate this guy's place to um oh, yeah. kind of get I'm, closer I'm to the thing yeah I the mean, guy gets like sucked into the that yeah, okay. it's kind of this black yeah. swirly yeah like viscous material that he gets sucked into you see his hand come gunge, out like he's Gary? Gonna, yeah. gunge yeah, I would, yeah, yeah it's, it's viscous not... gravitonian gunge there you go yeah. perfect there perfect is it moist <laughs> moist and... <laughs> it might I don't be know. it doesn't in in that episode it doesn't seem to give off any like it doesn't seem to be like like wet in any way you know how um uh it does it, i don't i don't i don't know it's hard to it's like oobleck yeah oobleck <laughs> well he was in a bunch of british films and um and british tv and then he found his way to us tv and he was in bates motel for a bit and he mm-hmm. was in uh, oh, wait, boardwalk who, who was he in bates motel he was in two episodes of bates motel he played oh. will deckety which, yeah, I have no idea. And then he no was idea. in, like, four episodes of, um... Like, I love Baseball Boardwalk Hotel Empire <laughs> as Ethan Thompson. But he's one of those guys who I feel like he's been in more stuff than you realize, and then you don't actually realize it's him until you really think back. Mm. I think he's kind of easy to just blend in. I mean, he... I mean that as a credit to him, because good actors do that, and they don't really shine out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. He, um... He has a credit listed on IMDb for a 2009 TV series called Doctor Who, but it's H O O. Already. Seems like uh, trying to capitalize on some name recognition. Like the owl version. Yep. 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 Cool. Did you guys know that David Thewlis um, auditioned for this part as well? Yes. Uh, we, I believe it. we discussed. I mentioned that when. Uh, when that would have been was, so uh, interesting. Was first introduced, I believe I mentioned. Oh, way that. back in the leaky called right. That would have been really interesting. Oh, but I'm so glad that Sorry, he plays that. Lupin because he does a fantastic job as Lupin. Yeah, uh, I can't. I think it's a good call. Movie. Me too. Happy for Lupin. Yeah. And and Ian Hart does so much in these few minutes that like, I don't know. I think all so all the little good. bit bits and pieces that you get of him throughout the movie is nothing compared ner- to this. Mm-hmm. Like this is I think I what, think all those little bits of nervousness <laughs> and all those little kind of meek moments earlier make this work so much more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because who would suspect poor stuttering Professor Quarrel? Well, who indeed. 
Who indeed? God, I love I love it. We Obviously have so not Harry. We get we get a lot nope. more of him tomorrow. But uh Can I ask um Yeah. Can I go off topic a little? <gasps> I suppose. Sorry. We've done can we that talk a lot. about the houses. The houses? Okay. Yes. Yeah, because what houses are you and guys? When I, when, exactly. When I say off topic, I mean you know it's still on. Still it's, on topic. It's still Harry Potter. It's, it's not, it's not like all of a sudden we're gonna start talking about like, <laughs> uh-huh. something about else. the houses of the British school system. Uh, there you go. The houses of Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, George, what are, do, are you? Do you do you have a house, George? Have you done this thing? Like yes, Pottermore I'm a, stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a are you, you Hufflepuff? Are you Hufflepuff? No, uh, Gryffindor. Oh. No, you're Gryffindor. Okay. I just could not think of the name at the point. Obviously, <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw. What about you, Neil? I am a Slytherin. <gasps> really, our second Slytherin. He's a yeah. banker. It's everyone, it's everyone hates Slytherin, right? It's no, just the evil not house, me anyway. Right? I, I like Slytherin. I, I think That's Slytherin my secondary gets house. A, I, it's a very misunderstood a, house. It is. I dated a Slytherin once. <gasps> How did that go? That sounds. That sounds did like. A, and, sorry. Did you try and eat your soul? Yeah, it's like it's all right. I dated a Slytherin. Sounds like a uh, like a National Enquirer article title. Yeah. It's gonna so, be in the Quibbler. <laughs> the Quibbler. I dated to tell a Slytherin. <laughs> Do you think the good kids that are in Slytherin... Because not everyone's evil and bad no, in Slytherin, not. right? No, of course not. No. They just sneer do you think a lot. The good kids, do you think the good kids in Slytherin just like constantly despair of the bad kids in Slytherin? They're like, you're giving us a bad name, name dude. Like, what? Like, chill out. Can you just uh, tone listen, it down Neil, a little? I don't think there are bad kids in Slytherin, good kids in Slytherin, because as we learned in this movie, or later on, when um, Harry Potter says oh no it's in the second movie when he's talking about talking to sorting hat he says like i didn't want to be in slytherin he's like yeah that's why i didn't put you in slytherin you said i don't want to be there so you have to want to be in slytherin and have the the, the attributes that make you a good slytherin in order to be in slytherin so the basically kind of glory and, yeah. the cream rises to the bottom on that one so all the bad kids end up going to slytherin that's why it's you know you don't see anybody who identifies himself as some sort of heroic figure who is one except for Malfoy, who is more like a tragic because he's like fighting his past and his history and his family name and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and it takes him seven years to like yeah. kind of fight. Of all that. the Slytherins who actually show backbone and actually turn into something, it's the one who's supposedly the worst, which is, you know, yep. a little rowling bait and switch there. But I don't think there are any good Slytherins because you have to choose the house you're in and they choose to be in the house where you're known to be bad. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure that's right because uh, yeah. I don't think uh, I, I I don't think it's 100 of the time that the Sorting Hat will go with what you want. Yeah, I don't Otherwise, think that he takes it into account. Hat? But if he truly hmm. feels that you belong to whatever house he thinks that you belong in, he's going to put you there. No, no, no. no. If you're talking to, about uh, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Gryffindor, which mm-hmm. are just you know shades of this and that, that's one thing. But if you are talking about the house where all the bad wizards are known to be. And you're actively saying, please don't put me there. Then that's obviously meaning you're not a bad wizard. You don't want to be a bad wizard. I'll put you somewhere else. He might put you in one of the other three. You might not want to be a Hufflepuff, but he will. I think, I think, I think that's an exception for Harry. And it's because 
Harry's been led to believe Harry doesn't know anything about Hogwarts or the wizarding world or anything. And and the only thing that he's, yeah, the only thing that he's heard about Slytherin is that there's not a witch or wizard who went bad who was in Slytherin. Mm. And the reason he doesn't want to go in to be put in Slytherin is because he's afraid he has the potential to go bad. He shares a wand core with, uh, with Voldemort and Voldemort was described by, by, uh, um, Ollivander to be this great wizard. He's terrible. He did terrible things, but great. And I think that Harry's worried. Like, there's constant reinforcement in the beginning of this movie that, like, you could be like Voldemort. And I think the reason he doesn't want to be in Slytherin is because he doesn't, he doesn't want... He doesn't want to take the chance. To be, yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to become this dark wizard. Mm. Like, I think he's afraid that that's the path he's on. And it gets more extreme as we get later into the books, too. Um, especially as, like, uh, before we have the, um, Occlumency lessons in, um, Order of the Phoenix, I think that he is kind of worried that he's on this dark path. That he's becoming more and more like Voldemort. I don't know. Mm. I see nothing wrong with Slytherin's, uh, Slytherin's is my secondary house, but me and Gary are both Ravenclaws. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. I see. What's the what's the kind of defining characteristic of the Ravenclaw house? Intellect. Or people in Ravenclaw? Mm. I, I think it's like valuing intelligence and, and yeah, yeah knowledge. It's like a, it's like that, that right. thirst for knowledge kind They're of the thing. studious group. They're the ones that like break down movies one minute at a time. <laughs> nerds. I wonder why Hermione wasn't a Ravenclaw then, because she's They told they said on more than one occasion that you should have been a Ravenclaw because you're so intelligent. Oh, right. So question why why the sorting hat put her in Gryffindor. For, did he just want for to keep Hermione, for Hermione and for um, Neville like Hermione was like supposed to be in Ravenclaw but uh, again she has things to prove she does have that, that it's fire in her mm-hmm. and that ambition right. to prove herself which is more of a Gryffindor trait uh, and Neville wanted to go into Hufflepuff like whereas Harry's like oh don't put me in Ravenclaw Neville's like or don't be in Slytherin. Mm, exactly, uh, but the Neville hat wants to Neville be put, much more wants to be put yeah, than Hufflepuff. Exactly, and they're like, no, like you're more than yeah. just a Hufflepuff. A Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Like you belong in Gryffindor. So see that that's a that's a example of them going against what the student wants. He wanted to be in Hufflepuff, and he was like, no, I'm gonna mm. put yeah. you in Gryffindor. No, because there's the more hat will you. have his way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The hat contains the intelligence of the forehead masters, which we talked about, which is a very weird sort of thing. It's, oh. it's like, imbued. It's imbued with their, with their sentience. But, th- but that's, their that's sentience. my point. With with three of the four houses, it's really a matter of shades of gray. It's like, okay, you have, you're ambitious, but you're really smart, so we'll put you in I think, Gryffindor. Or I think you're, the defining you're of... very meek, but you have a good heart, and you're very brave in the inside. Well, I'll put you in Gryffindor. But you don't have to say, like, I'm really... I just want to be a bad wizard. I want to like, well, I want greed. <laughs> I want this and that. So I'm going to be in Raven. I'm going to be with, in Slytherin. So that's where he puts you because that's where with, you uh, to with, be. with Slytherin is supposed to be cunning. They're very cunning. Um, it's a I different think desire for power is part of it too. It's, it's, they want more for themselves. I, I feel they want to like be, it's the a different best. type of ambition. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different type yeah, of ambition, and they but see cunning as, is definitely part of it. Everything is worth, it's a means to an end. Like, everything is worth it, as long as, you know, you get what you want. And that's, like like Hagrid said, there's no wizard ever went bad that wasn't in, in uh, Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Very telling, because you have to choose to be there. Well, that's not true. I don't think that's true either, I though. Know. 
I, I think that's very a very like I think that's very cruel. I mean, you're you're basically calling all these eleven year olds who like are in put in a Slytherin are going to end up being like bad wizards, and I don't think that's necessarily true. Fair. But they're also given every everyone of the eleven year olds is given a magical aptitude personality test the minute they walk into this <laughs> building, and that's where they go. And I think <laughs> the results speak for themselves. Bad. But look at the results. Who, who in Slytherin, aside from Malfoy, who has a very long journey ahead of him, is worth anything other than, uh, not worthless. Can but you name in, more Slytherins other than Draco Malfoy? <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't introduce this. Crab and Goyle, if, um, who all go on to be Death Eaters. Well, Severus Snape, who, who was is, a Death Eater, but he... Who he, was a Death Eater, but it was all like, uh, like, like he, he ended up, re, what is that, re, like, what's that word? Renouncing. Redeeming himself. Redeeming himself. Uh-huh. Or renouncing it. Yeah. You renounced Yeah, exactly. He chose, but he didn't do it because, like, you know what? I don't like being a Slytherin. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm a Slytherin, but I fell in love with someone else, and I'm going to go follow that path. That's where Poor he chose Slughorn. to make his difference. Slughorn isn't necessarily Slughorn's all bad. a Slytherin, and I wouldn't... He's not a Death Eater. He's not a... Yeah. And, I mean, he does things that are a little shady and maybe, like, uh, not well, necessarily... Well, no, he... Yeah. His... His, the his best methods, desire for he's power... he's not evil. His desire for power is, like let me pull all these other people that have potential close to me. So he's got his like shrine of all his students that have gone on to do big things. And that, yeah, and then that even means then, that's those the meaning students for him. Aren't all Slytherin. No, like, he has a mixture of students. Mm-hmm. He gives them um, all uh, the only equal. other Slytherin I can, the, there's a list on Pottermore of like famous Slytherins through the ages. And it's got, like, of course, Salazar Slytherin and Snape and Slughorn and them, but it also has Merlin listed. Like, my big problem with the way that the school like treats the students and how they do the house cup and all that uh-huh. stuff, I think is just completely like really, really wrong. It's we, just, we, it uh, bothers me. Like, and it always will. There's no way it's not going to bother me. But Dumbledore does like a really messed up move. Well, like, let me decorate the whole like uh, uh, Dumbledore, whole thing. Like, you guys won. This but isn't let me take any, it away from you. This isn't. Well, I don't <laughs> think Dumb- so Dumbledore. Cruel. Dumbledore is not the one who decorated the Great Hall. Uh, but okay, so magical people like still did someone else. Did, okay, but okay, and in the book we don't get it in the movie, but in the book we talked a lot when this happened with uh, with with uh, former guest of the show Alex Montgomery mm-hmm. um, about Dumbledore's speech mm-hmm. before the food appears, and he says right. "nitwit blubber right. odd meant tweak," and, right. and it's sort of we we really dissected that a little bit to to kind of mean that. He's recognizing that we are splitting these kids into different groups. Like, we are creating barriers and dividing you up. But I don't think he, I don't think he agrees with that method. He has a very you know wrong house, way of showing it. It seems, it, it seems from, like, it, day it, one, the favoritism is for Gryffindor. And I don't know if it's because mm. that's where Harry is. I think it's because he's a Gryffindor. But at, at our, mm. but either way, like, you're supposed... If you're a headmaster, you're supposed to be indifferent to all the houses. They're all supposed to be equal. Right away, it seems like, let's paint the Slytherin as, like, these bad guys. Let's encourage all the other students but to cheer when they don't win. The and it only- just seems so, like unnecessary I, I don't think anyone's to, like, I don't think anyone's do I don't think the adults are teaching that in any sort of way the only person it does seem like the only person it. who has said that the Slytherin are bad guys is Ron Weasley and another 11 year old student like I don't think that, that I realize that the students are saying that but even Hagrid says it there are adults that do say it and who do believe Hagrid it and 
children are perceptive. If you're going to sit there and make it seem like this is okay, then of, of course, like now you have three quarters of the school against one quarter of the school. I and do think, I don't think that's a bad right. rep. And, it's and I don't think fun. that's mm. right. You're, you're, you're setting up these kids to be bad by doing that. So, of course, Slytherins are going to end up being very angsty, very like, oh, like, who cares about any of these other houses? Because they don't care about them. None of the mm. other houses are rooting for Slytherin other than Slytherin. But yet, if it's down to two different houses, well, I think all the other houses will be behind whatever else that's not Slytherin. I think yeah. Slytherin sees as long as it's not Slytherin. As long as it's not Slytherin. I think that's else. really cruel. These well, are still the thing. kids. Yeah, Slytherins typically feel themselves superior, so they already set themselves apart. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. No, that has everything to do with it. I I don't... No one's going to want to cheer for the person that thinks that they're superior to everybody else. Yeah, they're fulfilling their own prophecy by saying, you know what, who cares? We're better than you anyway. The system is flawed. The system that's been running, the house system as it's been working for the last thousand years is a flawed system. I'm just always having an uphill battle against everyone else because everyone else is never (laughs) going to understand like the, the... the injustice of like how no, this I is agree with how you. this is going and like everyone like sees Dumbledore as like this great person and like I am not a big fan of Dumbledore Dumbledore's I am not, not a big fan, fan of, of James system. Potter there's a lot of people that he will mm. like that I do not like and I'm like no like let's analyze this person and their personality they're not nice I'm sorry they're not good people uh just because like it, they're being painted that way doesn't mean like it's all true just like, just like uh, Scott Corelli said, like, James Potter's basically a sociopath. And I'm all like, well, he, and you pointed out, well, all of his friends like him. And I'm like, yeah, you just said it. His friends like him. Mm-hmm. The teachers like him. And I'm like, yeah, because sociopaths know how to pour on the charm and and get what they need to do to get by. And I mean, I, I'm not calling him a sociopath. That was Scott Corelli's <laughs> uh, thing. I didn't, I didn't go that far as to call him a sociopath. But I don't think James Potter or his friends were necessarily good people. No, but they they're portrayed in the books as not good people. They're they're kind of picky and they're mean and they like you know they don't act like they should to be good people, but they grow. They solemnly swear they're up to no good. They literally are the ones responsible no, for the mess. No, but you see, you see, everyone sees that as a good thing. That's the thing that's on merchandise. I solemnly swear I'm no no good. Like oh yes, breaking well, it's school like people rules getting tattoos and the, doing all the this dark stuff mark. is like, that's totally just, awesome mis- and, and okay. They think but. it's just badged as mischief, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, literally, it's badged as mischief. Mm-hmm. Well, mischief is, is fine. Mischief, like pulling mm. pranks and everything else, but almost killing another mm. student is a little bit more totally than a agree. prank. Yeah. They're bullies, I think. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. They were bullies. They were bullies. But because just, they were, I, I you know, popular, this whole they were. They were being run very badly. It, I think the, it's just um, born out of tradition. The, the house, the house. Then that's a horrible tradition. Is, uh, yes, it's tradition to like b- to be awful to this group no, of kids. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the reason that they still separate these kids into houses is because that's what they've been doing for a thousand. Oh, it doesn't bother me. That they're and it's not their the fault. Houses. It's it's. I I think the Slytherin getting a bad rep goes all the way back to freaking Salazar Slytherin. He had to build the Chamber of Secrets to have a monster <laughs> beneath the school. Like no wonder they're seen as bad guys. He wasn't a good guy. No, yeah. The house is built to honor this bad guy. Like, I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just because it's been going on for so long. It's just (laughs) bad guy, but not as bad as Voldemort. I think it's. I don't know. We don't know what Salazar Slytherin was like outside. Who was a Slytherin? (laughs) Yeah, Tom Riddle was a Slytherin. Mm. Well, yes, he was. (laughs) We all know that. I don't. I don't know. 
I'm not a Slytherin. We're not and, solve and with this. me not being a Slytherin, I am just very <laughs> it's like, magic. upset. It's magic. It's BS is what it is. Well, I am a Slytherin and I feel a little marginalized. Right? Um not but by you chose people, to be a guys. Slytherin, Neil. The guys are bullying me. <gasps> no, I did the test. Yeah, and you picked the answers that didn't like, make anything. you a Slytherin. <laughs> well, to that extent, yeah. Okay. By the way, this house, this whole house system is very British thing. Yeah. So I, I no, had I a house. Yeah, I, I, I had a house in my school. Mine was the Blue House, Barfleur. So that was me. I don't know if that... Uh... Yeah, there was a greenhouse, actually. It's green is Slytherin, right? Yeah. Did they, were they good color. at? I wasn't. Oh, I thought you meant like they were good at growing plants. Yes, they're, <laughs> they're green. green. Yeah. Okay, <sighs> I think I'm done with this minute, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Me too, Gary. Me ah, too. It's okay. No, I just um, uh, that was an interesting. This minute's gonna go up, debate. and I'm gonna, gonna be tons of freaking comments, but telling me how I'm wrong and you know I'm what? stupid <laughs> and I'm all this other stuff. And that's I fine. Don't I'm used to you know that. You know what? No, You've got your it. opinion and you're absolutely entitled to it. And I That's so agree. Ravenclaw. <laughs> that was why have I never heard that before? <laughs> I've heard it before. It's awful. Uh. <laughs> Don't worry, George is a Gryffindor, he's just a big bully. I am a big right. bully. I'm bullying you all of in mind right now. <laughs> I'm messing my hair up. <laughs> Perfect. Alright. Uh what do you say we wrap this one up and uh, and come back tomorrow? Whew. Do we yeah, have to? Yeah, good idea. I need to, I need to lie down. I need to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, go go take, take a nap. Go uh, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, come back tomorrow for a minute one hundred and twenty nine of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mischief. Mischief. Man, Mischief. Minute. I skipped I skipped all the plugs, but I don't even care. We can do that later. Don't worry. What's the plug? <laughs> don't worry. Nah, everyone already knows where to find us if they're this far into the show. Mischief yeah, you what, what would hope. Dueling genre.